This is Sports Best, presented by Repost and on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like the Baltimore Orioles tearing down a 19th straight loss tonight. He is Larry the Iron Man Olsen, and I am Peter Angelos. Have you ever been to Camden Yards? I've been once, and it was glorious. Really? People always say, like, back in the day, it was the best park around but now there's all these new parks so it's not the best new park. they were the, i think they were the first to do the throwback yeah. parks in the 90s and uh, camden yards did that well the ballpark in arlington copied that who knows what the giant stadium's called anymore but that one followed that and uh that was a good one so did you have a lobster roll when you were at uh, camden yards no but uh, a bench clearing brawl broke out and that was quite a treat for a uh 12 year old andrew to you have a you have good luck for exciting things to happen when you go to sporting events I things do. happen when you go i'm a i'm a mover and a shaker and i and i make things happen <laughs> but unfortunately i did not see miguel cabrera's 500th home run but he just crossed into rarefied air by hitting his 500th home run next up he's looking at getting 3000 hits and uh, if he achieves that feat, he will be one of seven players to have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, Eddie Murray, Alex Rodriguez, and Rafael Palmero. That's ludicrous. I feel like I'm a pretty big baseball fan. We just don't hear about Miguel Cabrera too much. Is it because he's in mid markets or what is it? I don't why why do we not talk about him? Every third show, like we talk about the honey bun. Yeah, I was I was wondering, like, is this a big deal that he hit 500? I'm kind of a sports fan. And I'm like, should I be caring more that Miggy got his 500th home run? I guess for baseball being the sport of so many different statistics, it is a big deal. And the fact that no one else is even really close to to come out of that, like maybe Mike Trout's going to be the next person to do it. I, I don't know. It's it's something that doesn't have happen that often arguably a home run is one of the most exciting things to happen in baseball. So it's like celebrating doing something that is difficult to achieve. I've maybe we'll get it more with the longevity of careers going further, but um, I'm excited for him. I think. Congratulations. Did you ever go to to any of the uh, Barry Bonds chase games? Cause I remember that the city of San Francisco was electric when Barry Bonds was chasing with 756. It was. I went to one or two games where he could have tied it, and he didn't, and they were sold out. It was it was electric. So maybe five hundred is not bad, but it's still a pretty big deal. He got a standing ovation. It was. I mean, that's the most electric I've, atmosphere I've ever been in at a sporting event. When I, it was the during the chase, I forget it was like either the seventy three season or whatever. I mean, he got up to the plate, man. It was crazy. If you got to face someone at that particular point in their career. Maybe I wouldn't, but I like to say sitting here in my office right now that I would just throw at him. I wouldn't give him a pitch. <laughs> well, I said the same thing. And then I was like, nobody wants to give that up. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of go back and forth as to what I would do. I won't say. I put this story into the lineup only because you love statistics. And this just seems like you're going to call it asinine. You're San Francisco. This is Larry's long shot. I shoot, I shoot horned in that a little bit, but it's still kind of a long shot. <laughs> Your San Francisco Giants on the best record of baseball. They started the week by becoming the first team in MLB to win 
80 games. Over the weekend, they also began the first team in Major League Baseball history, which goes back 450 years, to get pinch hit homers in the eighth inning or later to turn a deficit into a lead in back-to-back games. They beat the A's in dramatic fashion on son on Saturday with a winning home run in the ninth. Then on Sunday, they had a winning home run in the eighth inning. Can you be- I just can't believe this statistic. That's wild. Something's sticking out in my head, and I think you just misspoke. You said 450 yeah. years. Basil's been around 450 years. Okay. All right. <laughs> just, just for the people listening in their cars right now, I want to make sure that we all heard that correctly. 450 years of baseball, that is a pretty crazy statistic. Anytime anything comes up with a pinch hitter or pinch runner, I'd say, for me personally, the worst job in professional sports I could imagine is being a pinch hitter or a pinch runner for a baseball team. You have to go to 162 games. You're always on the road, but you're not getting any action. I would not do it. That is the last thing in sports I would want to do as a player. Would you be interested in being a pinch hitter or a pinch runner? Can you can you make a living as a pinch runner? Yeah, if you're at the show, you're making a ton of money. The 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 minimum is a lot. I don't know, a few hundred thousand dollars for my, my point is, all your they don't, they don't keep you on the roster just to run. Yeah, well, I think they might. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess you're a, a backup for whatever, but uh, I you're just in this hypothetical situation, I'm not being on the team for an entire summer, entire season, just being like, hey, get ready to run. Clearly, I'm never going to be a pinch hit runner because I'm not that quick, but uh, I would hate it. I would hate it. I was on the track team in high school. My junior year, the baseball coach came to the track team and said, I need pinch runners. And so I pinch ran for the baseball team for a little bit because the baseball coach wanted pinch runners. Did you steal any bases? I got thrown out my first attempt. (laughs) You're out. Oh, man. I would have loved – I'd pay money to see that. But uh, who knows? ESPN's writer, Mike Clay, has figured the NFL out. He's got it dialed in. He has put an article out. He has put in an article out that lists if you're in a fantasy league with 12 teams, there's 192 players that should make up your league. You know how much I love people making bold declarations of who should be what <laughs> and what and what. I haven't been in a fantasy league in a couple of years. Ever since, since I got burned when I Boo. won. Ugh, it still stings talking about Boo. that. But the top of his list is Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, and the list goes. It's mainly running backs and uh, Travis Kelsey's a tight end sprinkle in there. I was surprised with how far down the list uh, quarterbacks were. I feel like I'd draft a quarterback pretty early on. You took the words out of my mouth. Patrick Mahomes on this list is is listed 49th. This must be for that crazy um, running back led type league. Yeah, where you have a couple running backs, and that's more of what you want. I don't know. I uh, Everyone is making a living now on putting fantasy lists together because you, you get everything dialed in, and you're like, oh, well, I'll just auto-pick, or I'll, I'll pick whatever yeah. play told me to do, and then I'll win. And uh, I'll win a free steak dinner, find out it's going to be at the House of Prime Rib, <laughs> pull out of the league, and never play again. I'm still pissed. I love that we could just, I can just put this in here. You still get pissed off. It's Jimmy. I told Bob myself man. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> Came out. 
came out anyway. I got my fantasy draft. Can you get some sleepers in here for me next week? I need some. I need some help. I mean, I would not draft Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like after watching Hard Knocks, and we'll get a recap at the end of the week, but uh, he doesn't. What about, see- what about Dak? No, Dak, Dak would be maybe like a very late round pickup. I would say he's not likely to be able to play this. I don't know. I feel like he's he's fragile. Like they're gonna they're gonna rush him in. He's gonna get hurt somehow. Um I I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, know I, I don't think he's listening this week. So I feel like I can say this. I really want Justin Herbert. I know Kirk is listening, he's gonna snag him right in front of me. I really want Justin Herbert. Okay. Well, that's that's my quarterback. When is your draft? Uh, I think it's Monday night. But you don't know? I I, I, talk, I talked to Stewie over the weekend. And I'm like, hey, when's the draft? And he's like, yeah, I think it's Monday night. Oh. I got it. Yeah, so yeah. it sounds like it's probably Monday night then. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Monday night, right? Because the league start, it starts next week. Doesn't it start next Thursday? I think so. Maybe it, might, maybe it already happened and I auto-draft. And I don't even know who's on my team. What happens if you win? Who? Uh, what's the prize? Money? Oh, it's free steak. In Stewie's backyard? No, we we Kirk protested. We went to the we went to Izzy's. It was great, by the way. Oh, man. We went outside. It was, it was I might still be in the league if we went to Izzy's. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Does anyone know or care who Josh Rosen is? Does anybody I mean does anybody care? A lot of people in Georgia care. Oh, really? Georgia? Oh, okay. Well, Mr. Rosen has now played for five NFL teams in his four-year NFL career. Great. He was a first-round pick out of UCLA, highly touted. He went to Arizona, then he went to Miami, then he went to Tampa, then he went to the Niners this season for the preseason. They just released him, and now because of injury to a backup quarter in Atlanta, he's now with the Falcons. So here's my question about Josh Rosen. Is he good because he keeps getting picked up, or is there just nobody else out there? I think there's nobody out there. A quarterback is – I mean – we say there's we say we say there's 32 teams in the NFL. How many quarterbacks would you put your franchise put on their shoulders? There's I don't know, 10. I mean, there's this you're always looking for a quarterback. It's the most important position in, in pro football, and there's not that many good quarterbacks. So you need someone that has some experience as your backup. I mean, Atlanta was four and twelve last year, so I don't know how much of a contender they're gonna be or filling in these holes as I mean, he's not going to be the answer to all their questions, but quarterback is, is something that you can't just uh, slide in and, and be good. So if you have any proven history, I'd say it's a good move by Atlanta. I am not a the quarterback whisperer. I don't know if you knew that. I just watch a little bit of the preseason. The 49ers cut this dude in the middle of the season because he sucked. I watched the games. And all of a sudden, the Falcons are picking him up thinking, what? Like, the dude's not good. Well, they might just – I mean, also, right now, people are, like, everything's kind of in limbo, and you just need to fill out the roster. And It's not like you're going to tap someone that's retired to come back, you know? Like, maybe maybe they called Andrew Luck, and he's like, no, I'm still retired. You can't – He's busy. He's busy. I'm busy. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep an eye. We'll keep a, a light yeah. eye on what they are up to. But in Green Bay – what? Coach Matt LeFleur is uh, not doing very well in the preseason. They've lost to the Texans and they lost to the Jets. And uh, rather than talk about the football aspect of it, he went to a press conference 
to blame the fans on doing the wave. Certainly, you know, when you're on offense and it's a third down situation, I'd rather not hear the go pack go chant. And uh, when we're on offense, I'd rather not see the wave. I'd rather see that when we're on defense. I would say the fans, if something interesting was happening, they would not be engaging in the wave. I've, I love the wave, but it's like when you're at a baseball game and it's kind of not, not much going on. Preseason doesn't really matter that much. Matt LaFleur is not really well-liked, I would say, in general. So, I don't know. I'm not impressed with his putting it on the fans. I would say Green Bay has some of the best fans in the in the league. So, during a boring, meaningless preseason game, he decides to call out the fans and say, you should not be doing the wave? Yeah, he's like, well, it's distracting us on the offense. Like, we need to focus. Do it when we're on defense. I don't know. I say Matt LaFleur, go back to your go back to your office and, and work on a better scheme and, and don't blame the fans. Cause cause the wave can distract an offensive player? Apparently. Apparently it can. There's oh. too much joy. Matt LaFleur is the killer of all things joyful. He's the enemy of fun, Andrew. This next story makes me so stinking happy. My heart is just bubbling with energy. Promotional company Quality Logo Products surveyed a bunch of people on 128 mascots from schools with, within the NCAA Division I college football teams. The mascots were ranked in terms of best, worst, sexiest, unsexiest, creepiest, and most offensive. Because we have a personal connection, I think we're going to start with the creepiest mascot, the Purdue Boilermaker, Purdue Pete, was named the creepiest mascot in college football. <laughs> By the way, he's also the same. <laughs> I just love this so much. Sitting there in the corner, giving you the eyes. He is creepy. I have been to a Purdue football game, by the way, at Levi Stadium, with a Purdue alum. Thank you, Uncle Kirk. And Purdue Pete's kind of creepy. That's, I mean, it really is nothing else to say other than he's kind of creepy. I love this story. I was all in. And then I kind of read the other things, the other uh, categories. Willie the Wildcat at Northwestern is number one, Sexy. and Army Mule are the sexiest. So I don't even know what that means. Sexy Ralphie was not on about? any Ralphie from Colorado was not on any of those lists. So I kind of I kind of write it all off. Also, who are these people they're talking to? They're talking to uh, people from the Midwest who are walking the strip in Las Vegas. They're like, Hey, you want a, you want a free diet Coke? Come in here and answer some questions. And that's how they came up with it. So as much as I want to be all in on Purdue Pete being creepy, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that Willie, the wildcat is sexy. Hot. So hot. Willie Why? Wildcat's hot. Yeah. Well, listen, the unsexiest college mascot, Oski from Cal. <laughs> The most offensive mascot, Oscuyola and Renegade from Florida State. Now I kind of get that right, the whole Native yeah. American thing. Right. But the sexiest, the non-sexiest mascot, that's asinine. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, the only thing that stings worse that <laughs> Purdue Pete being the creepiest mascot is that you applied to Notre Dame and you did not get in. So I mean, you have to wake up with that every single day. <laughs> You know what we should do? Sometimes we should dress up as Purdue Pete and just like be in his room when he wakes up. 
Yes. Just be encouraged. We just wake up. There's pretty feet. There's nothing more unnerving than waking up to a figure at the foot of your bed. <laughs> nothing more unnerving. Another thing, like maybe maybe a close second would be driving down a highway in Kentucky uh -oh. and seeing a racehorse going down the right lane. So the two-year-old Bolden Bossy was getting ready for a race in Kentucky and got spooked, bucked his rider off his horse and escaped and made his way down the high, made her way down the highway for a while. And they finally retrieved her. She's a little bit dehydrated, had an injury to her leg, but they think she'll make a recovery and come back again. But uh, that's wild. Horses breaking out. Well, I wonder if in Kentucky, this is just an everyday occurrence. It is Kentucky after all, right? I don't think it's an everyday occurrence. Okay. I think people probably know what to do if oh. they see a horse. That Everyone in Kentucky owns a horse. Yeah. Um, so they just pull over and Wrangler. Uh, I guess part of the issue was because about to go into a race had blinders on. So it was a little bit harder to, to grab her attention to stop her. But wild stuff. I don't know right. if I would know what to do if I saw a horse going down the highway other than turn my video on. I was just about to say, real life question. If you saw a horse on the freeway, would you be the good neighbor and try to go wrangle the horse? Yeah, State Farm is there. You're going to be a good neighbor. <laughs> we referenced Cal earlier, but they just entered into a deal from naming rights with FTX for their stadium. I'm kind of confused by the story. That's why I put it in there. Uh, it's a confusing story. Basically, they signed a $17.5 million naming rights for their football field in Berkeley, and uh, it's all going to be in crypto. I, I think the one thing I think is if I'm Cal, I'm, all right, I take that and I sell it, and then all of a sudden you have the cash. Maybe it's an investment. The one part of this story that, that kind of stood out to me is like part of the deal is FTX will uh, give student-athlete development and also provide $200,000 to help uh, underrepresented students and I guess also the homeless population. And then my brain says, how much is tuition? Out-of-state tuition at Cal is $69,000. What? So 200 grand doesn't go that far. It's, it's always like when, uh, when you're watching college football and they kick a field goal and State Farm has donated $1,000 to the General Scholarship Foundation. I'm like, well, okay. I don't, that doesn't really mean anything, State Farm. If you if you care about such things, I always feel like every once in a while, World News reports says Cal is the top public institution in the country. Mm. So obviously, there's some smarty pants that go to the Cal's. I'm assuming they figure this out. Like the the most money they could get is from a cryptocurrency company. Like they couldn't like Target. They they wasn't going to kick in. So they must think the smarty pants is a Cal. Like okay, crypto. Here we go. Yeah. Also, they're talking about because they finished their stadium renovation in 2012, and they still have a uh, yeah. they still owe a lot on that. Cal's endowment. I did not look that up, but I'm sure Cal has the money on hand to pay it off, and they're not. The whole accounting that happens and all those things is confusing to me. But uh, maybe the crypto geniuses at FTX can can answer it. This has been Sports Best. Larry just ran out of the studio because he had a gas leak. We will see you later in the week. I'm Andrew for Gas Leak Larry. Thanks for stopping by.